Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, no. This cat's going to be loud. Can you hear him? No, he's okay. Okay. All right. Hola, and welcome to episode ¿qué? 12 yeah. of Amigas With Friends. <laughs> Or Amigas About Friends. Wow, I don't even know the name of the show. You don't even know the name of the podcast? I don't. I forgot. <laughs> so let's do our mental health check-in. How are you doing today? Poopy. I'm sad, but I'll be okay. But how are you? Mm, I'm meh today. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those days, I think. Yeah, it was, I was busy. Oh, I did do my two mile run in 25 minutes. So that was fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. But um, aside from that, eh, everything's been meh. <laughs> I guess meh is better than bad. So yeah, that's true. Could have been worse. Okay, let's begin. Chapter one. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 12, the one with a dozen lasagnas. Yee. I like lasagna actually. Uh, Me too. I love it so much. Oh, you were here that day that I made it for the first time. Yeah, That's actually really good. So good. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, after the credits, we open up with Monica finishing up a dozen lasagnas for her aunt. Um, but per her phone call, it turns out that her aunt wanted vegetarian lasagnas and Monica made them with meat. Ross, Joey, and Phoebe are in the living room reading baby books while Chandler is eating yogurt. Phoebe makes a comment about how in certain cultures people eat placenta, which puts Chandler off his yogurt. Have you ever been eating when someone's comment suddenly disgusts you of your food? No, not when someone says someone something, but I've been so like I was one time I was watching The Walking Dead and I was like in the beginning, you know, when they had more zombies <laughs> and I was eating pizza. And I think it was the part where they, like, put, like, blood and, like, organs and guts, like, all over themselves to, like, walk oh, to, like, hide zombies. Yeah. yeah. And that put me off my pizza. But, <laughs> and then ever since then, I can't stop looking at pizza without thinking that it looks like flesh and blood. <laughs> like, the cheese looks like flesh and the sauce looks like blood. But, so not your favorite food. <laughs> I love pizza. <laughs> But yeah, and I always kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, zombies. But no, not from a comment. I actually don't really get disgusted from comments like um, other people do. Do you? So I had a cousin that used to purposely like chew food and then show me to try to gross me out. But then I would do it back and he would get grossed out. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't gross. Like I know what chewed up food looks like. Um, that anyone's ever made a comment, the only thing that I could think of and only because I gross myself out today talking about it is when people like get into the details of describing a hair in their food. <laughs> and I was having lunch today and I homemade food. Like I didn't buy anything. I cooked the night before and I was eating leftovers today. And um, I, one of my hairs fell into my own food. And so I took a bite and I could feel it like on my lip. But then when I went to pull it out, like that whole scenario, like hella made me gag. So then later I was telling my fiance, like, oh my God, babe, there was a hair in my food. And he's like, it was probably yours. And I was like, yeah, it was. But like, and I started like gagging <laughs> as we we're walking. I'm like, huh? oh no. <laughs> I was like, let's stop the talking memory. about it. 
I was like, oh, I'm so disgusted. He was like, oh my God, babe. Um, but aside from people talking about hair in their food and like the description of them having to pull it out of their mouth, I'm pretty okay with commentary. I don't think there's much that really grosses me out while I'm eating. Definitely yeah, a lot less when I was younger. That's good. Yeah, I don't really get grossed out like that from comments. Maybe if I see something gross and I'm like, ew, gross. But anyway, uh, after that, Rachel and Paolo come in the apartment and they are planning a weekend getaway to, what's it, Poconos? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Rachel tells the girls that she feels that they're no longer just a fling like she's actually developing feelings for this guy while Ross discusses his increasing disgust of their relationship he ponders if he should call immigration (laughs) (laughs) have you ever started a serious relationship out of what you thought was initially just a fling yes plenty of times I feel like that's how all my relationships started and then sometimes I regret it and it's like, damn it, we should have just <laughs> stayed a fling and broken it off five months ago. And now it's too late. I'm invested. Um, my fiance was supposed to, or started out just as a fling. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I didn't like his living situation. There was a whole situation with the ex. My ex was being crazy. So I kind of didn't want to involve him in that stuff. But then it got like real. And then it got really real. And it's still been real. (laughs) So real. (laughs) Uh, What about you? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, like you, I never really intend on having like a really long-term relationship. Actually, most of the relationships that I've been in recently, um, and by that I mean like the last five years, have started out like, oh no, I'm done dating. Like, I'm done with men. Like, I need to figure myself out. Like, I'm not going to do this. And then... I end up dating someone and I'm like, it's okay. It's just a fling. And then it's not. It's like a t- two-year relationship. <laughs> or, you know, two-year and ongoing uh, for the one that I'm in right now. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's been times where I'm like, no, like you can't be dating someone again. And actually, I had this girl, um, I was going to say my friend, but she's really just like a colleague. But she told me when we first met, um, and I have a tendency to overshare, mm-hmm. which I just found out is actually a sign of trauma. But I mean, look at me, I'm doing it right now. I'm oversharing. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I have a tendency to overshare it. And I was kind of telling her like my life story and she she goes oh so you're like an LTR addict and I was like what's LTR and she's like long-term relationship and oh I was yeah like, I've never heard of that in my life before <laughs> <laughs> but you know what yes I am I don't mean to it just happens I'm in it for the long run I guess uh, but yes short answer is yes <laughs> Yeah, I think that's funny that you say about oversharing because I feel like I overshare, but then I just pawn it off as like, I'm so friendly that like, and I don't feel like I have anything to hide. My life is an open book. So I just talk. Yeah, I do that sometimes. And then I I can't seem to stop sometimes. And then I'm like, oh man, was I supposed to share that much? Because you never know when people are going to get uncomfortable. Like, I think you and I are pretty okay with people like sharing whatever with us because Mm -hmm. we do that. But I know that there's some people that are like, why, why are you telling me all this? Because that has been said to me before. Why are you telling me? (laughs) And my first thought is, why not? Also, why would you say that? Why would, why would you say that right after I told you something super serious? Like, why would the answer be, why are you telling me this? Because I would want to. Gosh. You're never going to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. Stop trying. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Uh, in the next scene, Joey and Chandler go to their apartment with one lasagna in hand from being, oh, 
from Monica and quickly discover they need a new table when the table falls over as soon as keys are being thrown onto it. In the meantime, Ross is visiting Carol to drop off a lasagna. When Carol asks if it's vegetarian because Susan doesn't eat meat, he says he's pretty sure it is. Have you ever lied about something petty to inconvenience someone you don't like? I have, yeah. And it is always stuff like this, <laughs> like little things um, that could very easily be an accident. Like I have told um, this girl that I, yeah, I didn't like her from work. I don't even remember what my problem was with her, but I think she just rubbed me the wrong way. We were going to a meeting uh, outside of our work like building where we usually are mm-hmm. and she just had this like habit of not checking her emails and so I always had to explain to her not only where we're going but like where things were uh, like if we had trainings that they sent to us on an email she would never like look at them she would always just wait for me to answer her questions when she had the questions so when we had this meeting she asked me what time the meeting was and I told her like it was like an hour late <laughs> so she was late um but I've done it I've done it a couple of times I've done it most with my sister though <laughs> because she has to love me she, she can't get rid of me and she does petty shit like that's me all the time how about all you? of those are facts <laughs> um I don't think so I I can't think of any scenario where I've purposely done something to do that to someone hmm. no I really don't think so there was a girl that I didn't like at work but I, she never asked me stuff like that. Like she would just bother me with her regular commentary. <laughs> yeah. She was so annoying. We used Patrice. to call her Patrice. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, I very much disliked her. Um, but I don't think I ever, I think the most that I've done that's like, that seems like an inconvenience as a coworker is like, oh, do you know how to do this? And it's like, no, you need to go ask the boss. Like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to answer your question. I'm in the middle of something. I think that would be like the most inconvenient thing. And it's because everybody hates asking, like you hate asking your supervisor for stuff. Yeah. Like my like fuck off is like, no, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Go ask the boss. Get away from me. (laughs) Peasant. (laughs) Yeah. I've done that too. Where I'm like, yeah, I know, but you should really already know. And if you don't, you should ask someone else. I'm not in the mood. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? Times where I have been in the mood, then I had people like this girl who like I answered something twice and then all of a sudden they become like dependent on you to know the information all the time. Mm, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. Um, hold on. There's a little extra. So Carol tells Ross uh, she got an ultrasound and that the baby is healthy and that she knows the sex of the baby already. Uh, Ross tells her he doesn't want to find out. Susan comes in and Carol tells her that the baby is what they thought it would be. Ross leaves them celebrating after debating whether he wanted to find out or not. Would you want to know? Yeah, I think so. I can understand not wanting to know because it it seems kind of exciting to find out in the moment. But I think realistically speaking, yeah, I'd want to know. You wanted to know, right? Oh, yeah. I knew. Well, and the funny thing is, is that I knew both of mine were boys when I found out I was pregnant. Like immediately I took a pregnancy test and I was like, it's a boy. And they were like, what if it's a girl? And I'm like, but it's not. It's a boy. Like I already know. And sure enough, I had two boys. So I was, I can predict my own future. (laughs) 
Careful, you're psychic. Just a little one. <laughs> All right, so at Joey and Chandler's apartment, the guys are deciding who should actually buy the new table. Joey thinks that it should be Chandler since it was Chandler's table to begin with, but Chandler thinks that it should be Joey due to Joey using it for extracurricular activities, cough, cough, sex. Have you ever used a table for non-eating purposes or more um, bluntly, have you ever fucked on a table? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. I have been somebody's dinner on my dinner table. The and one somebody, I used I made my fiance. I sanitized it. <laughs> yes, that's the one. I sanitized it. We wiped it down nice and clean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a fun, fun night of just my fiance and I, and we had all the fun. It started out as a Scrabble game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know. More alcohol led to somebody was hungry. <laughs> somebody was hungry. <laughs> You know, I don't think I've ever done it on the table. No? No. I mean, I've given a blowjob under a table. Not even because we're hiding either. Just (laughs) for fun. Under the table. Yeah. (laughs) But no, on top of the table? No. I've danced on top of a table. I know that's not what the question is, but you know, I was nobody's dinner, unlike you. (laughs) Fun times. You should try it sometime when you're home. You should try it. Hey, Justin. Oh. Yeah, don't let your roommate see you. That's right. It's also my boyfriend's cousin. So he probably would definitely will not want to see that. Wait, speaking of eating, there was a, somebody added me to some like meme group on Facebook and I just accepted the invite because like, who doesn't like memes? But they're all dirty memes. And so one of them was like, if someone told you they'd pay you $9.6 million to eat pussy in front of your whole family, would you do it? And I was like like seconds away from just tagging you and being like, Laura, 69, we can split the pot. Yeah, dude, let's do it. I would do it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Sorry my family already that. knows guess like cabrona, so like, who cares? My family doesn't, so that would be, that would be a surprise for them. But then I would give them each like $500. Everybody wins. It's fine. Right? Like, mom, I'll buy you a house. Don't worry about it. You're all buying people houses. I'm only giving them $500. <laughs> I said, mom. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. You can pay off your mom's house. Oh, my mom's house is already paid. Oh well, there you go. I'll pay her a place in San Diego since she wants to have a place in San Diego too. Even better. And then I'll pay for the therapy for For everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It sounds like a good trade-off. Okay. So when they, oh, we get taken to Phoebe's work. Um, she is a masseuse and she gets a surprise visit from Paolo uh, to get a massage because Rachel told him that Phoebe was a masseuse. Paolo opts to get massage without clothes on, uh, which takes Phoebe by surprise. Back at the coffee shop, everyone is discussing Ross not knowing the sex of his baby. We find out that Monica knows and Monica also quickly tells Joey. Uh, Phoebe walks in, obviously upset, and tells the gang once Rachel steps away that Paolo made a pass at her. Her friends tell her that she needs to tell Rachel, to which she does agree. Have you ever been hit on by someone else's significant other? And do you agree that Phoebe had to tell Rachel? 
So I have been hit on by someone's significant other, but it wasn't my friend's significant other. It was just like someone that I knew, um, their significant other. And I did not tell her um, only because it didn't, it wasn't like super aggressive. Like it was just like super mild flirting and it didn't really amount to anything. And I didn't feel like I owed that girl anything. Plus um, this guy had like a history of cheating, like repeatedly, and she still stayed with him. So I just felt like it was just going to become a little bit of a mess and that she was going to be mad at me <laughs> instead of the dude, which tends to happen for some reason. However, um, I do agree that Phoebe did have to tell Rachel. Like, I think if it was like my best friend's man and he was trying to hook up with me, yeah, I'd tell her in a heartbeat. But if it was just someone that I didn't really care about and nothing actually happened, no, I probably wouldn't say anything. How do you feel? um I think it depends on the person definitely about like if I don't know uh I have been hit on by someone else's significant other and I didn't say anything either but nothing happened um I just kind of like fuck off bro and he backed off but I do agree that Phoebe had to tell Rachel as a best friend although I've been hit on by people that I should probably have snitched on that I kind of felt like either they're not going to believe me they're going to think it was me or like it's just going to ruin everything for them and it was something so like like somebody made a comment or somebody you know like whatever that it was kind of like wow why would I do all that like I wouldn't want to know in that scenario where it was just like a little like like hey girl you're cute or you know whatever like something simple I don't think I would care to know because then it would just make me uncomfortable about my guy and my friend and I like having people around people so I don't know I think I wouldn't want to know I don't want to (laughs) know yeah I I definitely agree with you that's such an awkward one (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right so Joey and Chandler are in the furniture store trying to decide what table to get but they can't seem to agree on the type of table that they want and back at Monica and Rachel's apartment Rachel is packing a ridiculous amount of clothes for just one weekend like I'm pretty sure I saw like at least five suitcases if not more (laughs) yeah I think so are you an overpacker or an underpacker I am definitely an overpacker. Um, It's ridiculous because I overpack and then whatever I didn't wear gets thrown in the washer too. So like I just make more work for myself. What about you? Do you overpack? I feel like you do. (laughs) You saw how many clothes I brought to stay one night with you. (laughs) I was just wondering, yeah, I know, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Right? Not like we could, not like we could end up in a club or anything right now during the pandemic or anytime because I don't like clubbing. But you know, no. I I like to be prepared. What if we were gonna have a photo shoot? You know, I had a couple of outfits for that. I didn't know how cold your house was gonna get, so I had like, sweatpants and leggings. You know, like I just like to be prepared. But I am notorious for overpacking. Actually, the first trip that I took with Justin like that was going to be a week long he told me to pack imagining that I would be holding on to my luggage every time that we left the Airbnb he's like just pretend that you're going to be walking around with your luggage the entire time that we're going to be on the trip and with that information pack and now I was so stressed because (laughs) when I'm traveling I like to have options so instead of packing one outfit per day I pack 
Cooper Day so that I can see that day what I feel like wearing. But in this particular trip, I packed just exactly what I needed and it was so painful. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I always overpack, and I think this is a universal thing, but the only thing that I always overpack and I will not compromise on it is underwear. I yes. always overpack underwear. A thousand percent, yes. <laughs> And I, I will never let that one go. But I do remember that it was good advice from Justin because while we weren't dragging our luggage the entire trip every time we left the Airbnb, when we got to New York, we arrived at, in the New York airport. I can't remember which one. I think it was JFK. But our Airbnb was in Brooklyn. And there was quite a walk between the Airbnb and the subway station. And not only that, but by the time that we arrived, I think it was like nine in the morning. And we couldn't check in to the Airbnb until like 1 p.m. or something like that. Oh my God. So we were just walking around in Brooklyn. And so then I was like, okay, I'm grateful that Justin made me underpack and uh, I can carry my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to carry it when we first got there, like kind of drag it around with me. And then when we left, but man, I was so upset. I didn't have the options. I just, the only options that I had is what day am I going to wear this dumb outfit that I don't have an option for? <laughs> but yes, over factory for sure. Ugh. Yeah, no. What sucks though is that like I'll overpack and I'll take like, cause I'm a jeans and t-shirt type of gal. So I never take like a dress or skirt or anything like that, but I end up wearing the same jeans like two days in a row cause they're comfy or whatever. And I only change my top and it's like, wow, I guess I should have brought more tops than bottoms. Cause like, I definitely don't need these other jeans cause we're leaving tomorrow and I'll probably leave <laughs> in my sweatpants or my leggings or whatever. So yeah, that's <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> okay. Um, Phoebe walks in while Rachel is packing to talk to Rachel and she tells her the three things that Jesus Rachel should know about her I'm not wearing my glasses I apologize (laughs) uh I didn't know it was going to be this hard her friends okay so one thing that Rachel should know is that her friends are the most important thing in her life two is that she never lies and three is that she makes the best oatmeal raisin cookies in the world uh what are the three things that you would tell about yourself to someone who doesn't know you Ooh, Laura what would oh, you man. say um I guess if they're my friend and I'm trying to become more intimate friends with them I would tell them that I will never judge them. Basically, no matter what they tell me, I have not been taken aback by anything yet. And people have told me some pretty serious things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one is I'm a crier. So if you're uncomfortable with seeing people cry, then I am not the right friend for you. And another one is that I love, love, love uh, physical affection. So if you feel like giving me a hug or like cuddling like as friends, like I, I do that. I do that with my friends. Not right now because 2020, but you know, normally I am a very touchy-feely kind of person. I, and I love it. I love it when people hug me. I think it's really sweet. But what about you? What are the three things you would tell people about you? <laughs> <laughs> So in that scenario where people are just, like, people already know me, but they need to know me, know me, I am truthfully, bluntfully, hurtfully honest. I I don't know what the other two things would be. I'm super honest. I'm super loud, um, just so they can get used to it already. <laughs> uh, and I 
definitely am uh, adventurous. So like, let's start planning dates and hikes and trips and stuff because I don't like to be home. Although I'm tied to my house again because of the pandemic. Yep. I'm locked inside. I know what the lions feel like at the zoo. Okay, that's an exaggeration. I'm sorry though. I'm sorry, little lions, but I definitely hate being home. So I need somebody who's going to be a let's get up and go type of friend because sometimes my boyfriend doesn't like to get up and go. It's funny, I used to be like that, like get up and go. But the older I get, I'm like, no, outside dangerous, inside safe. That's because the older we get, the outside is dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) There's a pandemic outside. (laughs) Yeah, I used to get up like on days that I didn't work and be like, what am I going to do today? I would actually usually text your fiance. Be like, what are you doing? Are you working? Oh, you're not working? Come over. Let's say hi. Let's get some food. Let's go hiking. But it was never like super planned. And it was like that with my roommate too. She would just be like, hey, you want to go to the zoo? Yeah, let's go to the zoo. Hey, you want to go to LA to this sanctuary for animals that got saved from being eaten? Sure, let's do it. But now I'm like, hey, you, you got to tell me <laughs> three business days in advance. Minimum. <laughs> I need to prepare myself <laughs> to be outside, <laughs> even without the pandemic. I'm kind of like more of a please tell me in advance kind of gal. <laughs> but I don't know why that changed so much. It's not like I'm, I mean, not to say that older people are boring or anything, but it's not like, you know, I'm 50. Like I'm, I'm 30. I, my 20s was just a few minutes ago, <laughs> okay, a few months, but you know, you get the idea. <sighs> I know. Anyway. That's so frustrating. <sighs> Moving on. So. Phoebe gives Rachel a cookie to prove that she never lies. You know, she gives her the oatmeal raisin cookie, which Rachel agrees um, is the best oatmeal raisin cookie she's ever had. And then Phoebe then goes on to tell her that Paula made a pass at her. Back at Chandler and Jerry's apartment, we find out that instead of getting a proper dining table, the boys got a foosball table, which brings out Monica's competitive side. (laughs) In the apartment of Monica and Rachel, Rachel and Phoebe are still talking about Paula. And she says that she feels, Rachel says that she feels so stupid and embarrassed. And both girls continuously apologize to each other before realizing that, hey, they're not the ones that actually did anything wrong. Um, But Rachel is completely blindsided and she does not realize how she didn't see it. Uh, because just earlier on the episode, she was saying how she was catching feelings. Have you ever been completely blindsided by someone's infidelity? Like you weren't even expecting it or suspecting it like at all? No. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I think I always, like I'm thankful that it hasn't happened in every relationship. But like when I was married, my ex-husband told me that he had, like he came out and told me he had feelings for his ex still, who just so happened to be in town um, when she was leaving back to San Francisco and he was so conflicted and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, go to San Francisco. Bye. Figure it out. Good luck, Felicia. And then my previous ex, um, I never really trusted him for as long as I knew him and we had been together. Um, so no, that didn't surprise me. I think I would be so blindsided if my fiance cheated on me just cause he's not like, he hasn't shown me to be that he's that type of person. So that would super throw me off. I would be so devastated, but no, I don't think anybody's ever like surprised me. I'm like, Oh my God, you're such a jerk. Vito? Yeah. But I shouldn't have been. (laughs) Um, So with my previous ex, the first time that I for sure found out that he was stepping out, um, it did 
take me by surprise. But I think the reason why I say it was my fault is because when we were just friends, we weren't dating yet. He was so inconsistent. Like there was a few times where he told me he'd be one place and then I would call him and he'd be with someone else. And this one, we weren't even dating. So it wasn't like he owed me any explanations, but he just kind of seemed like he he lied about where he was or who he was with. Mm-hmm. And one, one time when we were friends still, him and I were at brunch at Baja Betis actually. And it just worked out in a way that we invited like four people, but it ended up just being me and him. Like everyone canceled last minute. And I saw him text someone and he was being, you know how you can tell when someone's texting someone in front of you, but they're like hiding it. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're being like overly private when you're not even trying to look at their phone. Yeah. So that's kind of the kind of energy that, that he was having. And I was like, that's weird. But then the more that he drank, because, you know, it's Baja Betty's, the more careless he got. And then I saw out of the corner of my eye that he said that he was having lunch with or brunch with me and my then fiance. But it was just me. Oh. So I was like, that's kind of weird. I don't know who he's talking to. And I didn't really ask him because it was none of my business then but I saw things like that when we were just friends and then when we were dating he was so sweet to me like the first I want to say month month and a half like he was just like the perfect boyfriend like he would sometimes come home and be like hey I thought about you while I was out and I got you this flower or this cupcake or hey do you want to talk about your family like it was just so weird to me because no one had paid that much attention to me and so I was blindsided in a way that not because I just didn't think someone that would treat me that way would be capable of hurting me that much yeah but but when it did happen it just kind of clicked and all those things that I had seen were kind of sus like oh yeah that made sense it's kind of like I replayed all those moments that I had like a just like a hint of this guy can be kind of sketchy Uh, yeah they solidified for me but I was blindsided and also when it happened I was very very much still in the honeymoon phase so I was it it was just hurt so bad it almost hurts less when you're kind of expecting the guy to be a douchebag yeah absolutely hurts less um Mm. So yeah, I was completely blindsided. After that, he did cheat on me a couple more times and I was not blindsided. I was like hunting for it. I was like, you want to play games? I'm crazy. Let's play games. (laughs) But yeah, sadly, yeah. People suck. Sometimes they do. I mean, I suck too, but people suck. Yeah, I think we all suck sometimes. Yeah. So mm, cheese and rice. Paolo arrives at Monica and Rachel's apartment and Phoebe goes to the guy's apartment to let them know. Monica and Phoebe leave to make sure Rachel's okay after the breakup. Once left alone, the guys tell Ross that he needs to swoop in and console Rachel after the breakup um, for his chance to finally be with her. He goes to Monica's apartment where he witnesses the end of the breakup and Rachel throws Paolo's things down the balcony. Have you ever damaged someone's property after a breakup? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have. The same guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I scratched his car, but I don't think he actually noticed. Or if he did, he never actually said anything. And then I don't want to say this one, but you already know what I did. I guess technically it's not damaging property uh, when I was going over to his house. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I did think of doing something else, but I thought that was way too fucked. But in the moment, like I was like passionate and I almost did it. Is he used to play this card game? Um, 
it was called Star Wars Destiny. And he had so many cards and that and it takes a while to acquire them and like build yourself a deck. Like they're not expensive or anything, but it would just, it would just would have been like an inconvenience. Mm. And I was just thinking that I should cut all of them in half. <laughs> but that was just a passing thought and I didn't do it and I left. Um, but yeah, his car I did key with his house key. Nice. Yeah. With have his you? own other property. Yeah. <laughs> uh no. So I've had like three like serious relationships in my life and it's my ex-husband my ex-boyfriend and my fiance um and aside from that I haven't like I just like dated people like we went out we had drinks maybe we slept together maybe we didn't um but never anything that like I felt like I needed to ruin their shit um but what I did do uh is leave all my things behind So, like, I didn't ruin anybody's shit, but once the relationship was over, anything that I couldn't carry, or even if I forgot it, it was just like, fuck it. I don't need it. You fucking do with it what you will. I don't give a fuck. But, yeah, I never, ever damaged anybody's things. I just left all my things behind. Like, I don't want it. This is over. (laughs) Yeah, I can't carry it. It's not super important to me, so I'm leaving it here. I guess that also counts as an inconvenience for the other person. Like, I definitely have done that. I I did it to my ex-fiancé and I felt so bad because I was already living with a nice guy I would end up dating but I was I didn't want to live there so I was trying not to pick up my things until I had a permanent place to live mm-hmm. um, but he got so fed up that he told me you just need to come pick up your shit right now I still remember it like it was yesterday but really it was like four years ago we were texting on snapchat and he was like yeah come get your shit like he was dating some girl at the time and he was telling me like she doesn't have to wake up and see your things and I still wanted those things it's not like it's not like I would tell him or oh, you can just throw it out no it was like all my things because when I left I just kind of left with a little bit of clothes oh so yeah I ended up going that same night I was in crutches I took oh, my guys that I was dating and they hated each other and it was just a screaming match between me and my ex-fiance and I almost fell down also because the ground was wet and I was in crutches but other breakups that I've had yeah I also leave some stuff behind but it's things that I don't care about um if they they get thrown out or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah I've done it I've even left like like furniture like a tiny vanity and I do wonder what happened to that tiny vanity like I wonder if he <laughs> threw it out or if his next girlfriend is using it like as a desk or something <laughs> Ow! Sorry. What happened? I pulled on my piercing. Oh no. Oh, I forget you have a piercing back there. I know, I do too. (laughs) I mean, I don't. By back there, I mean the back of my neck, guys. Also. Booty. Just kidding. Oh, anyway, moving on. As Paulo's leaving, Monica gives him a lasagna, since she still had, like, a shit ton of them left over. <laughs> and Ross goes to the balcony to console Rachel. Ross tells her that she deserves so much better, and Rachel tells him that she is sick of guys and alludes to the fact that she is not going to be dating anymore or anytime soon. Rachel and Ross then come in the apartment, and Ross tries to convince her not to swear off guys. Uh, Rachel then says that she just needs some time alone to figure out who she is and what she wants. I feel like everyone says this in like all kinds of shows and people say it to you all the time. Just the the royal you like in general. But have you actually ever taken a long time off dating like in between relationships to figure yourself out? No. (laughs) (laughs) So my last uh, relationship was five years. And they say you're supposed to do what? Like... Oh, half the time of your relationship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I 
when like we broke up i became like active on all of my social media because i didn't have it because he didn't like it um he thought facebook was stupid and like a waste of time and he just didn't want me to be on it and he was still demanding because i didn't think there was anything wrong with having facebook but anyways so i got on facebook and then i like got in touch with so many friends that i had like in middle school and high school and fucking elementary school like there were people that i got in touch with that i hadn't seen since like middle school but like i've known them since third grade or whatever uh and so i immediately started dating but like hey like i'm just dating around like i don't want anything serious like we can go out and have fun we can have that kind of fun whatever you want but like i'm not going to get serious with anybody and then a couple months later i met victor (laughs) so i think i broke up with my boyfriend in august and then i met victor in october but we didn't like officially start dating till that following january and by that following january she means january 1st yes (laughs) (laughs) so we dated from october to december and then january 1st we started like we became serious but um but yeah i don't know i always say that i'm gonna i definitely always tell people like you need to fucking you need to do it yeah because jesus fuck like your relationship suck like take some time figure who you are especially my friends that like have kids it's like hey man stop bringing these guys like you need to have some time with your own kids when i started dating after my last breakup i did not tell my kids at all like i would go out on weekends that i didn't have them um i definitely wouldn't take calls or like see anybody and if i did it was like bedtime was nine o'clock i would leave my house at 10 hang out go to a movie go to a bar whatever and then come home and they wouldn't know that i was missing So like, I was very careful until I met Victor and my kids just so happened to have met him that same day because we were at my cousin's house and he was, uh, Victor is my cousin's friend. And so that's how we met. But had he not been there, my kids would not have met him until after January when I knew that things were going to be more real. I'm not about that life of bringing like just random dudes into my kids' lives to confuse them. Yeah. And you, have you ever taken time off? No, girl. I've wanted to so bad. So the longest I've been single since I've started dating, like seriously, I mean, since I started being in relationships has been like two months. (laughs) And it is because of a couple of things. A, that girl is right. I apparently am a long-term relationship addict. As much as I want to say it, I just want to have fun. Yeah, that's really easy for me to say. But at the end of the day, I catch feelings. (laughs) I can't help it. (laughs) But I do remember one time I fucking fully intended, okay? Like, it's right after, like, I had gotten divorced and then I dated someone for a while. And after that guy, I was like, you know what? No mas. Like... (laughs) I am, I need to figure out who I am. I'm like, I think I was 23 or 24 at the time, but I was like, I'm 24. Like I need to live my life. I'm young. And I ran into this guy, Oliver, that we've talked about before Mm -hmm. uh, on this podcast. And he was like, 
he was like done fucking around, which at the time, if I was 24, he was 27, 28, actually probably closer to 27. And we went out once and I honestly just wanted to fuck. Like I did not want anything. Like the tables did turn because I honestly didn't want anything. Like I just wanted to like, actually, you know, have sex with him. We had that build up when we were teenagers and I just wanted to have like a nice little conclusion and be like, ah, that's what I was missing. Okay. I can live without it. Or you know what? Let's keep doing it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was like on this, I don't know if he was going through some kind of crisis or whatever, but he wanted to get married like right away, (laughs) especially because he already knew me or whatever. He just wanted to get serious. And I was like, not about that life. And so I told him, I was like, no, I'm going to be dating. I want to be, essentially I told him I just want to be holding around. Well, anyway, as soon as I told him that he found this girl, they're married now, like they moved on really quickly but not even fucking two weeks after that I met my (laughs) ex-fiancé and I and that is one of the times where I fully intended on just dating because he didn't seem like he was looking for anything serious anyway yeah I mean it's me so he fell in love right and then I fell in love (laughs) (laughs) but no I've never done it and I always picture myself doing it like and you know knock on wood but I always tell like people if for some reason this doesn't work out that I'm doing now like I'm not going to date anybody I'm just going to get myself a profile on seeking arrangements and have someone else pay for my bills and I'm just going to travel and not worry about anything but yeah I don't want to break up with my boyfriend so I hope that that doesn't actually happen but yeah (laughs) I, I, I did think about it I did think about you know maybe moving to a different town and and just meeting new people and having a different environment and and growing up or maturing having some kind of epiphany that changed my life but (laughs) the epiphany is as much as I like to say all that I actually do not like to be alone (laughs) I I like the security of having someone there yeah I don't know what it is for me but no I don't like being alone yeah I just had to go to your place because I don't like being alone (laughs) for two days Mm-hmm. I thought that was cute. 10 out of 10, we'll do it again. <laughs> Let's get rid of them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm on a trip together. I know. We should. So they can bond and we can bond. We should find them a boys trip and be like, bye. Obviously, bye. after the pandemic. But yeah. They can go camping. Oh, they can go camping. Victor doesn't. Oh, well, I don't think he'd be down for camping. He's not yeah. down to wake up early, though. Oh, neither is Justin, actually. Oh, well, he, then like, they'll be fine. He's going to go camping. And I'm like, are you going to wake up early, though? Because it's kind of hard to sleep in in the forest. Yeah. Excuse me. I hope you couldn't hear that. (laughs) I didn't hear anything. Oh, good. Moving on. (laughs) Still trying to convince Rachel to not stop dating, Ross tells her that not all guys out there will be like Paolo, to which Rachel responds, I know, and I'm sure your little boy will not grow up to be, will not grow up to be one, um, effectively ruining the surprise of the sex of the baby. Ross gets very excited and emotional about the fact that he is having a son. In the end, Monica is at the guy's apartment playing foosball and being way too competitive. So competitive. Uh, The episode ends with the guys literally carrying her out of their apartment. Have you ever had to kick someone out of your home after they overwelcomed their stay? So, (laughs) I've never actually done it, but man, there's times where I wish I had a strong enough will to say, hey, it's one o'clock, can you leave? (laughs) But I've 
never done it. I'm so uncomfortable telling people that because I want people to feel welcomed in my home. And I feel like if I tell them to leave, even though it's been like hours or it's an ungodly time of the night, I just can't do it. I, I give them signals. <laughs> like I start yawning or like closes my eyes, like I'm falling asleep. Um, or like, oh man, I sure do got to get up early tomorrow. But I have never bluntly said, hey, so-and-so, it's 2 a.m. Get the fuck out of my house. What's keeping you <laughs> up tomorrow? Like, I've, I've never been able to say that. And I, I did have a friend that I don't think he meant to. It just happened. He just overwhelcomed his stay, like, 95% of the time. I was, like, done hanging out, like, three hours prior. Also, because before I go to bed, I like to have, like, I can't just be doing things and then go to bed. I have to have a little bit of a cool down period where I'm mm -hmm. just kind of sitting. I actually have some tea every night. Uh, I just sit alone with my thoughts. I take a shower sometimes at night. And yeah, it just is weird to me that people are still in my home like super, super late. Like a, unless we planned it to be like a party or something. But no, I've had many uh, regular hangouts where someone is just there until, yeah, like two, three in the morning. And I'm just like, and they're not drunk either. Like they can go. <laughs> <laughs> but they just don't. But no, I've never said it. I've never kicked someone out of my house. Have you ever had to do it? No, I don't think I ever would, even if it came down to it. Um, yeah. It seems so rude. I think I have said, like, I'm fucking going to bed. Bye. Like, you can stay. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, no, I'll just leave. And it's like, I mean, you don't have to. You can stay. Like, just stay on the couch. You can watch TV. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just, I'm tired. Like, I need to go to sleep. But I didn't kick them out. I made them uncomfortable. <laughs> but I didn't kick them out. And then I think I told you, and I definitely told Renee, on Thanksgiving, I think it was the turkey on our Friendsgiving or the alcohol, I don't know. But I just was like overwhelmed with like the sleepies and yeah. I wanted everybody to leave so bad. But we hadn't like, like we had just finished dinner. We hadn't played any games. We hadn't had any conversation. Like we weren't doing anything other than eating. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God, I still need to be awake for this. Like, can I nap and come back? Like, are you going to think I'm rude? And I didn't. And then I made myself a drink with a Coke. I made a whiskey Coke. And I think the Coke kind of woke me up. Because then I felt better. And then I was like, okay, let's play or like, let's do whatever. But it was definitely rough for like a good 30 minutes where I was like, everybody needs to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I yeah, only thought it in my head. Fun. I didn't even tell Victor, like, until everybody left. I was like, babe, oh, my God. And he was like, oh, my God. I was like, well, I wasn't rude. I didn't kick anybody out. And he was like, no, but, like, geez. And I was like, wow. Thought about it. So tired. I was so tired. Yeah, that happens to me sometimes, too. I hate it when that catches me off guard. And it usually is food coma for me, where I just all of a sudden just get so overwhelmed with, like, exhaustedness. But because I'm in my own home and I have people over, I can't really do anything about it. Yeah. So I'm just kind of sitting there annoyed until it passes. But on that same thread, like, I also have a really hard time leaving people's houses. Like, I have this anxiety about leaving too early. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes I've been like, because I do get social anxiety and like my battery for like hanging out with people, especially if it's like more than a couple. Yeah, it runs out like really quickly. So there's been times where I'm like, oh, man. I kind of want to leave, but we haven't even been here for that long. So I just kind of make myself be there. And then I get this anxiety of like, 
they leave too early are they gonna be mad so the next day for like a couple more hours and then I'm like wait have I been here way too long and it's just <laughs> an ordeal Laura I will talk shit about you if you ever leave my house too early I knew it I fucking <laughs> knew it <laughs> No, I'm kidding. You can leave. Just let me know. Like, hey, I've had enough. I'm leaving. And I'll be like, yeah, I get it. Bye. <laughs> can take me with you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go take a nap. <laughs> Definitely. I felt so bad. Okay, so and last weekend, Laura spent the weekend at my house. And I fell asleep because I passed out because I was drinking. Um, but I felt so bad. Like, I wish you would have woken me up. <laughs> oh, my I shouldn't have told you. I have insomnia. And you know what? It had been pretty bad since before getting to your place. So I I thought it was going to be bad. Like it didn't take me by surprise that I couldn't fall asleep. But I was hoping that it wasn't bad because when I'm about to say this, when we were watching porn together in your living room and your massive TV, I was actually getting kind of sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was like, oh, great. Like I'm going to fall asleep. And I was fully prepared to not have a good night's sleep, but I didn't want to take my sleeping medication because they tell you not to take it unless you know for sure that you're going to get like an an interrupted at least seven hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't sure, you know? So what I did take was what I call my sleepy drink, which is called golden milk. It's like a mixture of spices, but like the main ingredient and the one that makes you sleepy is turmeric. Mm-hmm. And that shit knocks me out. And so I brought the packet to be prepared just in case I couldn't go to sleep. But it was like 2 a.m. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting sleepy again. And then I would get sleepy. And then all of a sudden I'd wake up with like anxiety. And then I was like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm going to get sleepy again. I think I told you I fell asleep like past two, actually almost three. Then I woke up at 5.20. But by 5.20, I was like, I'm not going to go fucking downstairs and wake her up <laughs> so I can microwave this drink and I don't even know if she has milk or what am I going to make it with I guess I can make it with water like all these things are just what does the dogs wake up what do they bark at me while I'm going downstairs <laughs> I was just like you know what I'm just going to take the L <laughs> you should have woke no, me up I shouldn't have gotten so faded that's that's what happened is that I got super faded and then I passed out there were shots but like imagine there were shots none that Laura took but there were definitely shots yeah. um, Laura medically can't drink anymore which is really sad because I didn't even have one lost hurrah where I knew you know damn it yeah from now on it's just fake wine but not Yay, that grape juice shit no 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 we'll find you we'll Amazon order the other one yeah in fact that's what I'm looking for right now but anyway <laughs> this was a good episode this was a good episode <laughs> I liked the, like, the way that Phoebe and Rachel's relationship, like, had to evolve because of this asshole. Yeah. And Phoebe, you know, told Rachel all of her, like, her important things that she she thought her friends should know. I don't come with, like, disclaimers like that. But, and my, my best friend recently reminded me, my friend Michelle, is that she told me that if we were going to, that I told her that if we were going to be best friends, I had to see her cry. <laughs> and this this was when we were in high school and I had totally had forgotten about that. Um, but then she reminded me and I did tell her that. And to make her cry, I made her watch the notebook and yeah, she was crying. So we were friends after that. Hilarious. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We had all the fun. We did have all the fun. Thank you for joining us again. Get boozy. Hydrate. <laughs> Bye. I mean, with boozy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>